Welcome to the Grey Wolf Podcast. We are back again on Grey Wolf Footy. This time it's Fitzy joined by the one man, uh, one man band, Matthew Madman Grace. How are you, sir? I'm pretty good. It's uh, it's a different feeling, isn't it, Fitzy? With, yes. Uh, out our main uh, host to keep us <laughs> under control, Neddy. He's uh, he's off doing the uh, lovely husband things. So yep. good on him. He's a good man. So yeah, we will miss it. him tonight. But yeah. that's okay. Husband of the year duties, I guess. Dad of the year duties. So uh, there's just the two of us in the studio this week to talk about round five of the AFL. And things are definitely heating up around the league. And it's actually all the off the field stuff that's yep. keeping the media yep. occupied. Um, of course, we've had still side bottom running around in the yep. nude with a few beers getting suspended. Uh, we've got the Victorian lockdown laws that are going to yep. throw the AFL into yep. who knows what. And I've got a theory on that I'll talk to uh, talk to you about in a minute. But I want to hear your thoughts on Steele and what he's done. That's He's been a very naughty boy. Yeah, he has, hasn't he, Fitzy? Obviously breaking, uh, I think he broke three rules, wasn't it? He visited Jeremy Howe. They've been told they can't visit, or they're limited, meant to limit their visits to other players, even though they're playing together. And then um, he went and visited uh, Daniel Wells, who's an ex-player. Or he's currently a coach, I think, or he works at the club. But he's not on the list for... Um, permitted to be at the club at the moment with the coronavirus. So, and obviously he was highly intoxicated. Yeah. So, um, yeah, look, four weeks, you, you're sort of looking, my, my opinion, and I, mean, I don't know if you've seen Lloydie and Eddie have a go last night. It was I all over actually Twitter. Know. It was a very interesting video because everyone <laughs> yep. uh, really gets annoyed when Eddie, I guess, pikes up and has a go when it's another club. And then yep. all of a sudden it's, it's his club and yeah. he's sort of telling everyone to move on. But, <laughs> anyway, it's um, my opinion is the four weeks is probably fair enough, but I think if you, it seems to be that leaders get a bit more, get away with a bit more, and you you look from previous years, like you know Joel Selwood a few years ago got done speeding thirty k's over the limit and yep. didn't get a fine, didn't get suspended. Um, yep. Luke Hodge when he got caught drink driving, yep. got nothing. He got a five thousand dollar fine um, because it was before finals. Like yep. it's, yep. I don't know if that was a player who's battling for a spot. On the list, I think he could have even had his contract ripped up. So, for me, it's I think the possibility of him losing the vice captaincy should have at least been considered. Yep. Or my opinion is he should have lost it, but it seems to be that it wasn't considered. Or I don't know if they chatted about it, the leadership group or not. It hasn't mm. obviously come out, but that's just I guess my opinion, and yeah, everyone's yeah. going to have different opinions about yeah. it. But yeah, yeah. That, that's a fair call, man. I don't, I don't think it should go as far as him losing the vice captaincy. I think the four weeks is a fair. A fair punishment. Uh, yep. I think they had to, and they've got to set a precedent. Obviously, if the players aren't going to take it seriously, then what's the point? Yeah. Uh, but we have seen a lot of uh, cases over the years. The Luke Hodge one's a great example of drink driving, you know, but then the media jumped to his back, you know, and say he's a great bloke and all this kind of yep. thing. And, yeah, sometimes these incidents can be one-offs, but otherwise it, it can yeah. be a trend, of course. So yeah. I think they've tried to make an example of him, but I guess the, the captaincy thing is really a, a club decision. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, not an AFL or even a Vic Police or anything decision or, or the government decision but it is very interesting and I actually feel and we've seen on the news uh, earlier today that they're expecting the Victorian teams to leave the state to go into hubs so yep. I actually expect that the league will probably go into lockdown for two weeks after this because they're going yep. to have to if they're moving out of the state so yep. uh, good news if you've got a Nat, if you've got Nat Fife and your Supercoach team of course but yep, um, yep. 
I would not be surprised if we get through this week. We've already had a change in the schedule, and we see a two-week hiatus uh, yep. before you know before round six kicks off. But it's very interesting, and I don't think it's going to be the last that we see of players breaking protocol. No, uh, I think at no. the end of the day, they're young people; they want to be out and about. And I mean, seeing Jeremy Howe's fair enough, but going to see Daniel Wells is just dumb. And then yep. being picked up by the cops yep. in your birthday suit yep. even worse. So, yep. Yep. yeah, a lesson hard, a hard learn. But um, you know, I think they do need to come down pretty hard on these players. Yeah. But, it's it's just happened too much. Obviously, McKenna did it. Wines got suspended for it. Um, Pickett and Charlie Spargo yep. at Melbourne were others earlier in the year. So it's just happening too often. And, you know, it's good that the league has come down with a four-week suspension because they've just pretty much said, this is it. This is enough. Mm. Um, we need you guys to take this seriously and, and stop breaking yeah. our rules we've set in place. Yep. So. I think the next one, if another player does it, it might be a bit more than four weeks. Yeah, well, so. I mean, there's only one way to learn, isn't mm. there? And, and that's yeah. from, unfortunately, from suspensions. But And at the same time, like, it's the players who want the season to go ahead. Like, if, yeah. it, if they don't play footy at the end of the day, we don't care, do yeah. we? Like, we'll yeah. go on with our lives. But, yep. you know, they got to, they have to be held accountable, of course. But yeah. there is, of course, some footy this weekend, Gracie. And this will be coming out on Friday. So last night's game was Carlton and St Kilda. Yep. Hopefully it was a good one. Both teams sort of up and about a little bit at the moment. Uh, how yep. are you feeling about the first game of round five? Yeah, it's interesting that you've got a Carlton St Kilda kicking off the round. Obviously, they had to postpone uh, the Richmond West Coast, wasn't it? I think yeah, yeah it was. Richmond yep. West Coast. So, um, but yeah, you, I mean, if you saw this fixture at the start of the year on a Thursday night, you're being going, "Oh my god, I think I'll go out for dinner that night, or <laughs> go watch a movie, go watch Spy Kids, or something." Um, but yeah, no, it, it's they're up and about the Blues. I yeah. mean, they knocked off the Cats a couple of weeks ago, and then knocked off the Bombers last week. I didn't didn't watch the game, but um, yeah, they're on a, on a good run, and the Saints will. Geez, they're unstoppable. They knocked off the Tigers. It was a pretty good, yeah. pretty good win from them. And um, you know, like Dan Butler, Fitzy, I should have traded him in last week because he, he turned up again. He He's did. made more money, so um, he seemed to sort of yeah, gone to a different club and been the yeah. beneficiary of you know, getting some consistent game time in, in the middle, half yep. forward, yep. and he's kicking goals. It's uh, it's good to see. And, and both teams are very similar, you think, as to where they're at and where they've, where they've come from as yep. well. Out of these two teams, who do you see more likely to make the final eight? I think St Kilda, just because they've got that more experienced players yep. with, you know, they brought in Brad Hill and Paddy Ryder, um, you know, Butler, Hannabury's fully yep. fit. Yep. Um, they've probably just got a little bit more experience in the Blues. Yep. Um, I mean, Doherty last week was unstoppable. Um, yeah. So they're, they're good. The, the only thing, I mean, Pitnett's been good, but I think missing Cruiser hurts as well and um, Charlie Kerr now as well. So. Yeah, and it's the experience um, thing, right? Yeah. It's just a bit, you know, some of those older heads around the group, which is what St Kilda have, as you've said. Uh, you go on the Blues in this one? No, I think I'll go the Saints. I think I'll go the Saints. I'll go the Blues just to be a little bit different. And, uh, of course, tonight it will be, uh, I guess it's a suspended Anzac Day game between Collingwood and Essendon. This could be an absolute cracker. Both teams having a bit going on off the field. Who do you think comes out on top in this one? I think Collingwood is still too strong. We see there Fitzy Bell Chambers is... uh, is out managed, so um, Grundy's going to go up against Phillips. So it's going to be a field day for Grundy. Yeah. I think you better chuck that uh, that VC on him because yeah. um, yep. he he could go big. But I mean, we've said that before, and he'll probably he'll probably like one. You're going to accept a one thirty at this yeah, know, in this season. Smart. So um, unless you you know you're pretty confident that Neil's going to have a big game this week, but um, no, I think the Pies will get the job done. Big in there too. Fitzy's Trelaw. He's been a super coach relevant yeah. player for. Uh, quite a few years, so it's just the injuries, the hammies that yeah. sort of hold him back. But I had him last year, and he was, I think after, oh, might have been round seven or eight, he averaged probably close to 120. So yeah. he's, he's a pretty, and, pretty and he finds the ball. It's just yep. disposal efficiency. It's getting better, but 
still has those odd games where we go at like 30 or 40%. Yeah, he loves so, those, doesn't he? Yeah. And, uh, and of course, the massive out being Jeremy Howe with that season-ending knee injury yep. last week. It was pretty crushing for a lot of super coaches. Yep. I'm still claiming because I started with him, but uh, <laughs> you know that, that really sucks because he was looking like the only yep. All-Australian lock so far yep. in the year. But uh, I find it very bizarre you would manage your number one ruckman going up against Brody Grundy. That doesn't seem right to me, but yeah. um, I think Collingwood's going to be way too strong for us. And you reckon they'll be coming out with a bit of fire after what's been going on? And, I think um, so. Yeah, I think, I think so. they'll take care of the Bombers. Yep. But uh, we'll move on to the Saturday games, Gracie. There's a couple of crackers here. We'll kick things off with West Coast playing Sydney. Uh, they're still up in the little hub there at Metricon Stadium. A couple of names in for uh, West Coast there. McGovern's finally back. Oscar Allen takes Hickey's spot. Uh, a few guys coming in for Sydney. Nothing really major to report on, except for the fact that Naismith and Sinclair are both out. I've just yeah. noticed that. So yep. I wonder who's lining up in the ruck for them. Uh, Hayden McLean. So good yep. luck to young Hayden out yeah. there. But uh, how do you see this one playing out? Yeah, I think um, the, the Eagles should bounce back on this one, I reckon. Just the, the, the two outs of the rucks with Sinclair and Naismith, yeah. that's huge. Hayden McLean, um, he, he did all right his first game. I think he turned up super coach wise Yeah, I think he did. But he had the support there of... Um, uh, was it Sinclair? Sorry, yeah. Um, but yeah, with Nick Nat will just jump all over McLean, I think, and I think it's about time that West Coast. Yeah, I, I don't know what they've done in the off season, yeah. but they looked a bit slow and um, just don't have the hunger. But you just, I don't know. It don't, hopefully, yeah. hopefully they get it right because they're a good side. And yep. Um, but I, th- I think the West Coast will win this one. Yeah, so. I think you've hit the nail on the head there. It's time for West Coast to make a statement. If they're going to make yeah. the top eight this year, I mean, they've looked pretty ordinary. They've been beaten by some ordinary teams, and they just like they just don't look right. And you look at that mix of Gaff. Gaff's been playing well, but Kelly, Yo, Shuey, like they're all they haven't gelled yet. And no. I hope I hope this for their sake, this is the game that they do. But Kelly and Elliot Yo are looking like a couple of decent super coach options too. Yep. If they drop in price, if you're looking for an M8, but yep. I think I'll stick with the Eagles as well to come out and make a statement because yep. they're bloody due for. And, and Kennedy hopefully kicks a big bag. But uh, the second game, and I'm looking forward to watching this one, actually. It's your Geelong Cats taking on the red-hot Gold Coast Suns. Yep. No ins or out for the Suns. That's, That's two weeks in a row. confident they yeah. are, my man. Yeah. Uh, they've got the hottest player in the AFL, Matty Rowell. How are they going to stop him? Um, it's going to be a tough one. They're going to – I honestly see it'll be Selwood and Rowell go head-to-head. Yep. Um, you might see Dangerfield playing them a little bit, but I think Selwood will be like, no, nah, I'm going to show this kid that, <laughs> you know, he's into his fifth game. He's just got a little bit more to learn. So, yep. uh, obviously, got the big milestones. Fitzy Ablett's playing his 350th and Selwood's playing his 300th. I'm shattered because I was hoping to get to this game, but yeah, no crowds. Sucks. But I'll definitely be watching it on the uh, TV on Saturday Arvo. So, finish golf nice and early and uh, – <laughs> Get, get a couple there. of pies and an iced coffee and sit on the couch and, and watch the footy. And, so. and don't move for several hours. Pretty much. But no, I think oh, I'm a bit worried about this one, even though it is at Geelong. Uh, Gold Coast are just, I don't know what Stewie Jew's done in the off season, but I, I did read somewhere that um, every training session they did in the off season, he made it competitive. Yep. So he made the players want to win whatever yep. they yep. did, whether it was you know just kicking drills, anything like that. And they've brought that into the season. So I yeah, think that's good. why they're playing so well is that they've been competitive all pre-season. They haven't just gone about the business of, you know, getting through a training yeah, sessions. Go through the so motions, that sort of thing. That seems to have, yeah, really got them going. But, I mean, you know, Matty Rouse probably the best recruit we've seen in a very, yeah. very long time. Yep. So, 
Um, you know, he's what more. third favorite in the Brownlow after yeah. four games. Like, <laughs> I tell you what, if we do the live show for for Grey Wolf Brownlow Medal Night, it, it could be a historic event. Yeah, so. it could be. And hey, if that's something that people are keen to hear or watch, actually, Grey Wolf live on the Brownlow, we'll definitely do it. That's for sure. Yep. Get our suits on. Uh, this is going to be a ripping game. And from memory, the Suns have pushed the Cats in a few of their yep. most recent encounters, yep. haven't they? So this is really the tale of a team that loves to control the ball, being Geelong, and play a little bit slower. To a team that's just taking the game on, yep. being the Suns, and I think it's going. To going to be a great test for the Gold Coast. But I think Geelong will be too good, obviously, back at home on their yeah. home deck. They, they need a win this week, of course. Oh, so. I, don't, I don't think, yeah, especially with those two milestones, I don't think the boys would want to let Ablett and Selwood not and, win in their big milestones. And Jack Henry playing his 50th game. Yeah, Let's no, not forget yes, about that. Yes, so. Shout out to Jack, friend yep. of the show. But the but big, big out for the Cats, Fitzy, is Tommy Stewart. And yeah. I know you brought him in last week, Supercoach-wise, and it's a double blow for you with Howe and Stewart. That hurts. A broken collarbone, I'm pretty sure they pretty said. Pretty innocuous so. too, it was. Yeah, it wasn't um, Wasn't much in it. So, not sure. that. I don't think they've given a timeline yet, but he, he'd be out nah. for a couple of months, I would have well, thought. Well, the thing so. with broken collarbones nowadays is they put a plate in there and he could probably be training within three weeks. Yeah, like, okay. it's a bit of a different recovery now. So, talking super coach sense, it sucks to have to trade him out now. But look for him as a really nice D6, I reckon, maybe yeah. in a couple of months. Because what did he time. score? He- Oh, 12, I think, yeah, maybe so 10 he'll, or 12. Yeah, so he'll have a very high break. Yeah, him. yeah. So uh, I don't really regret that move. I do a little bit, but I'll turn him into uh, like Jake Lloyd and just be set now. So um, turn yep. essentially use the trade to turn Laird into Lloyd. So, I mean, you know, yep. it is what it is. But, um, yeah, he'll be a nice D6, I reckon, later in the year. So moving on to the Saturday night games, and one I'm really keen of, it's the uh, the Battle of the Fitzgerald House. It's my brother's Bulldogs taking on North Melbourne. This could be a this will be a real season-shaping game for both teams, I Absolutely. think. Absolutely. I'm pretty disappointed that North couldn't get at least one win against um, Sydney and Hawthorne last week. We should have won at least one of those games in Melbourne. Um, I'm, I'm not feeling overly confident. The Bulldogs are a bit of a, uh, a sort of a bogey team for us, a bit yeah. like the Swans. We just can't yeah. beat them. Yeah, I, I don't know. They've got some big names back in. Easto Wood, uh, Josh Shackey and Lin Jong are all in. Yeah. Ben Cunnington. Cunners is finally back for North Melbourne. Hopefully he can string a good season together from here. Uh, yeah. Give me your take on this one. Uh, well, first question is, is Mrs. Fitz separating you two in the household? Or? Well, if Alec even comes around, he's probably going to go to Ballarat this weekend. Oh. So <laughs> I, hope, I hope she doesn't have to, but yeah. she may at yeah. some stage, yes. Yeah. Now, I think um, it's going to be close. I, I, can I tip a draw? You can tip a draw, I, reckon yeah. I, I honestly could see this being a draw. Yep, yep. The games have always been fairly close between these two teams. So big out for the doggies, Aaron Norton, Fitzy for me. Yeah. Um, He's their sort of focal point up for. I know Shaki comes back in, but Norton's, you know, one of the better contested marks in the league. So yeah, yeah. it's a big out. Um, but Easto would back in or help across half back. But yeah, I think North have really missed Ben Cunnington yeah, from what I time. see. And, yeah. um, you know, it sort of eases the pressure on your Higgins and um, yeah. and those guys. So, but uh, no, definitely, I think I'm going to tip the draw. Okay. I don't mind that. You're just being politically correct, and that's fine. <laughs> but uh, tell you what, the, the, the player that North Melbourne's missing most is Nick Larkey. Like, you see what's yep. happened to Ben Brown this year. He's just the tall guy on his own in that forward line. Yep. I know Tristan Cherry's been playing, he's played one game, but I think Nick Larkey's the real, the big Suv. He's the guy that's really missing from North yep. Melbourne. So, I'm going to back North Melbourne in, but I wouldn't be surprised, actually, if it was like a like 60 points each draw. Yep. Like, yep. it's just like, a, you know, the two teams butting heads, but that should be a cracking game. And another cracking game, man, the Brisbane Lions are up and firing, taking on the form team of the competition, Port Adelaide. This is going to be an absolute ripper. 
Yep, absolutely. I reckon the, the key matchup in this game for mine is Harris Andrews on Charlie Dixon. Charlie yep. Dixon is in the best form. He's like, I don't know if you've seen the picture on Twitter. He's been training with uh, Chad Corns. Yeah, okay. And he looks ripped. Like, yeah. oh, I would not want to play on him, that's <laughs> for sure. Um, but no, it's, uh, that, that's the key matchup for me. If Harris Andrews keeps Dixon to one or two goals, yep. Brisbane win. Yep. Otherwise, Charlie could kick a bag, I reckon. Yeah. He's just, he looks fit, he's mobile, he's injury free. Yep. Um, you know, he's the only key forward that's, you know, looked like anywhere near kicking probably the 60, 50, 60 goals for the season. Um, obviously, the midfields will mm. will be uh, have a fair say as well with, you know, Lockie Neal and, and those sort of guys. But um, a, a talking point here, Fitz, I don't know if you've seen, but there's quite a few uh, Melbourne clubs inquiring about Charlie Cameron. Apparently, really? they haven't sealed the deal up there and he really? may be looking to oh, move okay. elsewhere. One of them is your North Melbourne boys, yeah, okay. apparently. We'll so. have him. <laughs> Well, I think I mean, anyone would, wouldn't you? Just have him floating around yeah, your forward line. Interestingly, so, that's but, a yeah, because I think he wanted to go home to Brisbane, didn't he? Is that the reason why he went yeah, up there? Yeah, but Maybe. apparently they're not offering. I don't think Brisbane are offering um, quite the time yep. period that okay. he's after. So apparently yeah, there's a the, the okay. rumours have started, and all right. that's where it all starts. From and your there, your sources are always very true. <laughs> I've found over the years. But one thing that's going to be great about this game, I see that Zorko's out, Steph Martin's back in, but these two teams are basically full health, aren't they? So pretty much. To, Potentially a, uh, a top four matchup here come season end, which is going to be an absolute classic. I, I don't know who to pick here. I'm gonna, I'm actually going to go Brisbane, but uh, not with a lot of confidence. Yeah, yeah, I'm probably the same. Just I think Brisbane they probably got the maybe a little bit more polished midfield for me with Lockie Neal. He's obviously yeah. probably the Brownlow Medal favourite at this stage for mine. But um, you know, Port have still got some some good players in there with you know Wines and Boat yeah, running sure. through, and you got Young Rosie. He sort of dropped off a little bit, Rosie, after yeah. the first couple of games. He's yeah, had he a couple of quiet ones. So, um, but I'll tell you one man who sort of relished, I think, a bit Fitzy, and I don't know if it's from Paddy Ryder leaving or not, but Westoff, yeah, he's just. Yeah. I don't know. He seems to have a good season. And last year was crap. <laughs> and this year, he's you know he's kicking his couple of goals and just yeah, seems to yeah. be playing that swingman role again. So yeah, yeah. I don't know why the the coaching staff haven't done that with him the whole time. Because it, <laughs> don't know. But anyway, it's, it's but, weird, um, isn't it? He's nah. like he's the ultimate uh, just play anywhere man yeah. inspector gadget man yep. isn't he so yep. yeah look Port Adelaide's just up and about but one thing I really like about Brisbane you look at the names here they've got uh, who I was looking at before Zach Bailey they've got uh, Tom Berry Stasevich like, they've got yep. so many kids playing in this team they're just out there having fun yep. and I, I really think that the the, uh, the Lions are one of the teams to watch this year yeah. speaking of, course, of, of be happy. The, like speaking of the kids like you, you know you've still got Berry and McClough they're only what 21, yeah, 22 yeah. so you know they've still got a good 10 years of footy left yeah. in them but they've got the, the old guys across the back half there with Rich and Birchall um, as well and you know Andrews is still young but it seems like Harris Andrews has been there for yeah, years so. yeah for sure but they've, they've got those wiser heads and they're, they're almost got that I guess perfect premiership model don't they they that, do that they sort of t- always talk about of course so. and they've had a taste for it now they're, yep. they're only just uh, you know they're just off the mark but uh, yeah I think the, the Lions are going to have a win and here we go Gracie that's the uh, the wooden spoon battle between Adelaide and Fremantle to kick off our Sunday games of the uh Obviously, the big out for Fremantle being Nat Fife. Uh, do we care about this game? <laughs> Not really. I might <laughs> might be doing something else at one o five pm on yeah. on Sunday. But um, oh, I've seen a few people actually tip the Crows, Fitzy. Okay. Um, I don't know. I. I could see this being a draw as well. Yeah, no. Nah. Um, I, I should not sit on the fence, but 
Oh, I don't know. I think Freo might still win. Um, yeah, yeah, just, yeah. but yep. it's it's hard if maybe if Matt Crouch plays, it might give Adelaide the edge there. But um, yeah, it's a tough one, it, isn't it? It's really hard, especially if, if Fife was in, you'd be Freo no yeah, worries. Of course. But, they're going to have to rely too much on, like, you know, Walters and Brayshaw's going to have to step up without yeah. Fife there. So, yep, yep. Um, I think, yeah, it's going to be an interesting one. It's so. going to be a big one. Adelaide's brought in the big guns, uh, Andrew McPherson. So, look out for yep. him if he makes his debut. Yep. But, uh, yeah, what a season it has been for, for both these teams. Just, you know, not looking like a lot of light at the end of the tunnel. No. But Nat Fife's obviously the big one in Supercoach. Are you holding or are you trading this week? At, well, at this stage, I'm holding just with a couple of other injury concerns. Yep. So. Yeah, that's it. My I, even though I'm sort of, sort of ranked quite highly, I'm going to hold him, I think, this year. I just A couple of reasons. Firstly, I think they might end up having a couple of weeks off, as I mentioned yep. earlier. Secondly, I don't think he's going to drop much below 650K. He was scoring 140s, 160s before he got injured, so I don't yep. know how you're going to get him back in. Yep. Uh, and I think he'll probably only miss one game, to be honest. I don't think you can keep a player like that out. He didn't even have the ice on his on his hamstring after the game finished. So yep. Yep. definitely a hold for me with the amount of issues we've got. Uh, and hopefully with the other couple of games this round uh, there might be a bit of relief if Pickett can come back yep. we'll talk about that game right now Melbourne taking on Richmond at the G this could be another classic game man and hopefully Marlon Pickett comes in for some relief uh, Richmond have had made a few changes actually but uh, how do you see this one playing out yeah it's going to be um, we saw last week Fitzgerald Curvis had a monster game for, for Richmond Obviously, they still lost, but um, I think that's where it's going to be run. If Nan Curvis can sort of limit Gorn a little bit. Yeah. Um, Darcy Fort did it quite well last week. Um, Gorn still, I think, scored quite well. Yep. Um, but obviously, he's always going to win the hitouts. It's more around the ground where you've got to yeah, stop, agree. especially Gorn and Grundy. you really got to limit their impact at ground level and around the ground. So um, if, if Nan Curvis can stick with him, which in the past we have seen it, in and other games we haven't. So, um, but... oh. I don't know if it's Richmond are really down in the dumps at the moment. And, yeah. Um, uh. You kind of... The, the Melbourne... The Melbourne-Geelong game last week was good for three quarters and then the last quarter it was just... It was boring. <laughs> Terrible. It's, yeah, it's... It's the shorter quarters and everything, but yeah, I th- I'm going to go Richmond, I think. Just... Okay. I don't think they could lose three... No, I'm going to stick with the same logic, especially at the MCG. Richmond just have this way of getting up a bit, up and about when they need to. Yep. Uh, Dusty needs a massive kick in the ass, but hopefully Pickett does make that final team. He can take five spot. Apparently he ripped up their scratch match last weekend, so please, uh, Dimmer, put him back <laughs> in for, for our sakes. But, yeah, no, I think uh, even that week off in Melbourne wouldn't have helped either. You know, we've only got shorter shorter training times, shorter games. So, yep. uh, yeah, yep. I think Richmond will take that one. And the last game, the Sunday night game, I've said this a few times, I've really been enjoying this. Sunday night games. Yeah. GWS taking on Hawthorne. This could be an interesting game, man, I think. What do you reckon? Yeah, well, we see uh, Sam Jacobs is back in after he was um, omitted, I think, last week. He they was, said. Yeah. But uh, from all reports, they're, they're managing him and uh, him and uh, Mumford. Mumford. Um, and I think they put Mumford in just to deal with, with Grundy, who's obviously a bit stronger. But, um, yeah, the Giants obviously had a good win last week. Fitzy. Um, I tell you what, my favourite player outside of Geelong, Toby Green, he killed it last week. Yeah, it was it was amazing that that mark he took on. Uh, I think it might have been Maynard, I reckon, and Maynard sort of just did the nod and gave him <laughs> a little clap, as in like yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, so, yeah, take that. But no, I think um, if Toby Green's up and about, and you know you get Kelly involved, Caniglio was very quiet last week. He got tagged out of the game, so played a bit forward too. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I don't know he might, unless, and he did sit on the bench quite a bit. So unless he was you know not not quite right, but. Um, and then the, obviously the Hawks uh, beat your ruse, but I, I think the Giants just um, for mine. Yep. Um, yeah, I just I just think Green and Kelly and. 
Caniglio might just sort of bounce bounce up a little bit more this week and, yeah, and yep. get the job done. So. Yeah, one thing about Hawthorne is they look bloody slow in that game against North Melbourne. Yeah. After that first quarter, our first half, they just look too slow. So I think the Giants will take care of those guys as well. But it's going to be a really good round of footy. It's going to be a very interesting week after this round of footy, I think, to see what happens. But let's talk Supercoach very quickly. We're having a look at your team just before. Have you had any more ideas on what you're going to do this week or <laughs> well, still up in the air? Well, yeah, still up in the air because obviously Naismith done now. Um which makes it quite difficult. So I don't know whether I could still do the, um, I could do Taylor to Sherry if he plays. I yeah, think he was named, he's named, wasn't he? Yeah, he's in. So I could, and then I could swing Sherry as a, and play Sherry in the rucks because yep. I've I've got forward cover. So I could do that and then probably you know look at brick t- trading out Naismith for someone else in the future. Mm. Um, so I could always bench him just for this week and see what happens. If, yeah, he won't lose with, any money. With what at least. happens? So. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting at this stage of what I'll do, yeah, but yeah. I, I think oh, I'd rather go Taylor to Sherry to get a bit more money, um, and then I may be able to do Naismith up to you know a, a decent forward or someone like yep, that. Yep, yep. It just means I'll have Cameron and Sherry in my yeah ruck too. Yeah, that's true. Bench it's a, ruck, so. it's a tricky one, isn't it? Because the rucks are scoring so well, it's like you're gonna have to fork out for Goldie or for Gorn if you don't have one of them. And the other option I said to you before is maybe look at like a Segler or I'm not sure if Lysette's still a forward. He might not be now, but someone that you might be able to swing into the forward line and then upgrade yeah. the rucks later on. But yep. yeah, the, the the injury toll as it does every year is really stuffing up everyone's season. So I've got to deal with How and Stewart this week. So Thinking at this stage, we'll just be Lloyd and, and Daniel or Nick Haynes from GWS. But uh, yep. now 67th, Gracie. So I'm, I don't know how that's possible with uh, the week I had last week. But, you know, we'll just see where we yep. are in a couple of weeks' time. Absolutely. But Fife's going to be the killer. But my advice is to keep him just because it's going to be so hard to trade him back in. If he stays yep. above 600K, good luck saving up enough trades and money to get him back in again. So going to be an interesting week. and uh, Very much so. It's going to be an interesting show next week. If anything else happens in the next week, uh, keep an eye on our Facebook page for major announcements in the AFL. I think we're going to be locking down for a couple of weeks, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, well, they've obviously announced today, I think the Doggies are heading over to Perth with Geelong and Collingwood for the next next hub. So uh, I think the only two teams that they don't know, or they're not locked in, but don't know sort of rumours of where they're going is Carlton and Richmond. So, yeah, wait and um, see. But yeah, it'll be a very interesting, probably uh, four or five days. Yeah, exactly. We'll definitely, I think by Sunday, we'll definitely know what's happening. So Yeah, and of course, we'll have all the updates again on the Facebook and we'll talk about it on the podcast next week. But until then, Gracie, keep your pants on. Don't do a side bottom <laughs> and we'll see you next week. See you guys. This has been another presentation from the Grey Wolf Entertainment Network, greywolfentertainment.net.